ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so the final section that we were discussing was the statement of the author وَالْفِكْرَةُ فِي اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى بِدْعَةِ لِقَوْلِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ تَفَكَّرُوا فِي الْخَلْقِ وَلَا تَفَكَّرُوا فِي اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ الْفِكْرَةَ فِي الرَّبِّ تَقْدَحُ الشَّكَّ فِي الْقَلْبِ That reflecting deeply about Allah is an innovation. As Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, reflect upon the creation and do not reflect upon Allah. Since trying to reflect deeply about Allah causes doubt in the heart. Reflecting here means trying to imagine. Trying to imagine Allah or to think about Allah and the howness as we've said which you do not do. When a person gets involved in deep thought like that, trying to imagine and to perceive, then this can lead to doubt occurring. So a person should not engage in that type of deep thought, in that type of imagination or perception regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when a person does that and engages in that deep reflection and imagining and perceiving, then it can cause a person... Uh, to become doubtful about the affairs. It's mentioned in a hadith of Abu Hurairah uh, that the Prophet ﷺ said, يأتي الشيطان أحدكم فيقول من خلق كذا من خلق كذا that the shaytan will come to one of you and say who created such and such who created such and such and then who created such and such, and then who created such and such, until eventually, until eventually he will get to the point when he whispers to you, and who created your Lord? He will say to you, who created this, and who created that, and who created that, until eventually the Iblis, the Shaitan, he comes to you and says, who created your Lord then? So if a person ever ends up with those types of whisperings, A person has to seek refuge in Allah from that whispering, from those thoughts, and to stop that line of thought and to blank that out and to abandon that. Then the next section we were going to begin today is وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْهَوَامُ وَالسِّبَاعُ وَالدَّوَابُ كُلَّهَا نَحْوِ الدَّرُ وَالنَّمْلُ وَالذُّبَابُ كُلَّهَا مَأْمُورَةُ وَلَا يَعْمَلُونَ شَيْئًا إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى He says no, that the reptiles, the beasts of prey, and all creatures such as the tiny ant and the fly and the ant are all acting as they are commanded. All of the reptiles and the animals, they behave in the manner they have been commanded upon. 
They do not do anything except by the permission of Allah, the Blessed and the Most High. So everything in creation, it is under the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As-Shaykh Rabi'ah, Hafizahullah says, Allahu a'lam anna al-amra hadha amrun kawni la amrun shar'i. Wa illa hadhihi al-makhluqat ghayr mukallafa taklifan shar'iyan. ولا مأمور أوامر شرعية وإنما هو تكليف كوني الله أعلم The Sheikh says that Allah knows best but the meaning here is that the animals they are all commanded by the decree of Allah which is the creational aspect of the decree There are two types of the command of Allah There is the command of Allah in terms of the creation and what happens in the creation that decree of Allah, the will of Allah, al-irada al-kawniyah, what happens in the creation, then it must occur. And nothing can occur without the will of Allah in terms of that decree. Then there is the will of Allah, the command of Allah, as it relates to the rulings, the sharia, that which a person is obliged to do, and the things that you have to stay away from. Sheikh Rabia says the meaning of the animals being commanded is likely not to mean the Sharia rulings. The animals are not obliged by the rulings of the halal and the haram, etc. But the animals, they are obliged by the rulings of Allah in terms of the decree that they only do what Allah commands, they can only do what Allah wills. So they are under the command of Allah, including the animals, the smallest of the ants, all of the animals. We also believe, it is mentioned in the texts, that these animals, they mention the praises of Allah, that the animals do the tasbih of Allah, and that they praise Allah, and they glorify Allah. وَإِنْ كَانَتْ غَيْرُ مُكَلَّفَ شَرْعًا Even though, of course, it is not upon them, the religion, to obey Allah in the way that we have to obey Allah, that's not the same for the animals, of course. But still, in terms of praising Allah, and in terms of mentioning the uh, uh, goodness or the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, تُسَبِّحُ اللَّهُ وَتُقَدِّسُ The animals even do that. How do we know that? One of the evidences is the ayah of the Qur'an وَإِن مِّن شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُمْ That there is nothing except that it makes the tasbih of Allah The praise of Allah, the glorification of Allah Makes that tasbih of Allah, praising Allah But you cannot comprehend their tasbih you cannot comprehend their praising of Allah i.e. the animals etc so they all praise Allah in that way too but we do not comprehend understand their speech فَهَذِهِ تُسَبِّحْ وَسَخَّرَتْ لِهَذَا بِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ الْكَوْنِ يعني ما نقدر أن نقول إن هذا أمر شرعي وإنهم مكلفون لأن التكاليف شرعية ترتب عليها الثواب والعقاب وهذه غير مكلفة ولكن والله أعلم أن المراد بذلك الأمر الكوني 
لهذا قال لا يعملون شيئا إلا بإذن الله أي بأمره الكوني فما من حركة لهذه الدواب وهذه الحيوانات وغيرها من المخلوقات إلا بمشيئة الله وإرادته ومن ذلك تسبيحهم لله عز وجل الذي لا نفقهه والذي نفقهه Then the Sheikh mentions that these animals and these what's been mentioned by the author, they do all of this supplication also, the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we are not able to say that they are under the command of Allah as we are in terms of the haram and the halal. Because those types of things, there is punishment upon them and there is reward upon them. The person is punished if he does evil and he's given reward if he does good. But that is not the same for the animals in that way. But still though, the meaning of this is that they are under the command of Allah in terms of the decree. So that all of the animals again, they only move, they only do whatever they do by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that their actions and their behaviors are not outside of the decree. They are within the decree of Allah also. Then after that, imanu. بأن الله تبارك وتعالى قد علم ما كان من أول الدهر وما لم يكن وما هو كائن أحصاه وعده عدا ومن قال إنه لا يعلم ما كان وما هو كائن فقد كفر بالله العظيم Also from our iman is that we have faith, we have iman that Allah knew whatever would happen from the beginning of time. Allah knew everything which was going to happen already from the beginning of time. And whatever was not going to happen. Allah knew the things which were going to happen and the things which weren't going to happen. All of that Allah knew already from the beginning. And He fully enumerated and comprehended everything that was to be. So Allah knew precisely exactly what was going to happen how it was going to happen and also the things that weren't going to happen Allah knew these things weren't going to happen anyone who says he did not know that which was or will be in existence anybody who claims that Allah didn't know what was going to happen or that which was going to occur in the past or the future the present then he has disbelieved in Allah the most sublime. This is now regarding the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, talking about the decree of Allah. And he says, the author, that our iman is that Allah knew about everything, what was going to happen from the beginning. And that is mentioned in a hadith that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote down the decree of everything that was well before the creation of the heavens and the earth. Allah wrote down the decrees of everything in creation. That Allah wrote down the decree of everything that is going to occur before the creation of the heavens and the earth by 50,000 years. So well before the creation of the heavens and the earth, then Allah was already aware of everything which will occur, how it will occur, how much it will occur, everything precisely.
So Sheikh Rabi'a, Hafizahullah says, يُقَرِّرُ الْمُؤَلِّفُ هُنَا مَذْهَبَ أَهْلِ سُنَّةِ فِي الْإِيمَانِ بِالْقَدْرِ The author here is acknowledging the methodology of Ahl Sunnah with regards to our Iman in the decree. وَالْنَسِقْ هُنَا مَا قَرَّرَهُ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَّةِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ فِي الْإِيمَانِ بِالْقَدْرِ وَأَنَّهُ عَلَى دَرَجَاتِ مُسْتَدِلًّا عَلَى ذَلِكَ مِنْ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةِ رَسُولِهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ Then the Shaykh says we will now put together here what Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah has acknowledged with regards to the Iman in the decree. And that the Iman in the decree, it is of different levels. There are different levels of the Iman in the decree. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah also clarified the methodology of those who oppose that Iman in the decree. So what is the first level of the Iman in the decree? Ad-darajatul ula Al-Imanu bi-anna Allah ta'ala alimun bima al-khalq aamiluna bi-ilmihi al-qadim al-lazhi huwa mawsufun bihi azalan wa abada wa'alima jami'a ahwalihim min al-ta'ati wal-ma'asi wal-arzaq wal-ajal thumma kataba Allah Naam So the Shaykh says that the first level of the belief in the decree. When we talk about the belief in the decree, there are different levels. The first level of the belief in the decree is to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowledgeable. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His knowledge encompasses every single thing. Allah knew exactly what everything in the creation was going to do, how it was going to happen before the actual creation of the creation. Allah knew that in His infinite knowledge. In His infinite knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew exactly what was going to happen, how it was going to happen. He knew about the affairs of every single person, what obediences they are going to do, what disobediences they are going to do. All of that was known to Allah, what the sustenance of a person is going to be, what the lifespan, the lifespan of a person is going to be. All of that was known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of that was written down in the preserved tablet, as it's mentioned in the hadith, أَوَّلَ مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ الْقَلَمُ قَالَ لَهُ اكْتُبُ That when Allah created the pen, He said to it, write, قَالَ مَا أَكْتُبُ He said, what shall I write? Allah said, اكتب كل ما هو كائن إلى يوم القيامة write down all of that which will occur to the day of judgment so all of that was known to Allah سبحانه وتعالى فما أصاب الإنسان لم يكن ليخطئه so whatever occurs to a person then that was never going to avoid you whatever occurs to a person it was never going to miss you whatever happened to you then definitely was going to happen to you it's the decree وَمَا أَخْطَأَهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَهُ And whatever you miss, whatever doesn't happen for you, then it was never going to happen for you at that time. If something you wanted it to happen, you wanted to do something yesterday, the last week, but it didn't happen, then that's the decree, it wasn't going to happen. جَفَّتِ الْأَقْلَامُ وَطُوِّيَةِ الصُّحُفِ The pens have dried up and the papers have been rolled up. Meaning that the decree has been written. The decree has been written and it has been finalized. 
and that is all in the preserved tablet. Allah says in the Quran, Alam ta'alam anna Allah ya'lamu ma fi samai wal ard, inna dhalika fi kitab, inna dhalika ala Allah yaseer. Do you not know that indeed Allah is aware of all of that in the heavens and the earth? Indeed that is in the tablet, that is in the book, in the preserved tablet. Indeed that is easy upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this ayah tells us that everything in the heavens and the earth, then it is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of that is preserved and written in the tablet. Similarly, Allah mentions in the Quran, مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ مِّن قَبْلِ أَن نَبْرَأَهَا إِنَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرٍ That whatever occurs to you from any calamity upon the earth or in of yourselves, in terms of your health, etc., then all of that is in the book, in the preserved tablet, مِّن قَبْلِ أَن نَبْرَأَهَا Before we even created it. Before the creation was brought about, then all of that was known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, that is easy upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this uh, here the Shaykh talks about how the decree it is of different types. That sometimes the decree is mentioned in detail and sometimes it is mentioned generally. So we know that all of the decree is written down in the preserved tablet. And then there are other aspects of the decree which are mentioned. For example, when the angel is sent to a person when he is still in the womb of his mother and the angel writes down the decree of that person's lifetime then that is something which is taken from the overall decree. So that's the first level. When you talk about the decree of Allah, the first thing you have to remember is the first level of the belief in the decree is that Allah's knowledge encompasses every single thing. Allah knows about the past, the present, the future, even those things that didn't happen. Allah knows about them. And if they did happen, Allah knows how they would have happened. All of that is covered. All of that is within the knowledge of Allah. The animals, the movements, every single thing. It's mentioned in an ayah of the Quran. That there's not a single leaf that falls except that Allah is aware of it. Some of the scholars, the Mufassirun have said, this is referring to the leaves of the trees. So if you imagine how many trees there are on the face of the earth, and how many leaves there are on all of those trees, not a single leaf falls of any tree on the face of the earth except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of that prior to it even happening. The second level of the belief in the decree. الدَّرَجَةُ الثَّانِيَةُ oh, uh, no. So the second level now the Shaykh is going to mention. This is the two levels they speak about. The first level is regarding the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that the whole of the decree was then written in the tablet. When the scholars, they split this up into four levels, then the first level is the knowledge of Allah. 
That's what we've just discussed. The second level then, or the second part, is that all of that was written down in the preserved tablet, Al-Kitabah. That everything was written down in the preserved tablet. And that, as we've already mentioned as well, when Allah created the pen and He told it to write, everything which will occur till the day of judgment in that preserved tablet. And in the hadith, when Allah said He wrote down, the decree of everything which will occur 50,000 years before the creation. And in these ayat where it mentioned that all of that is in the kitab, qabla min qabli an it is in the preserved tablet even before we created it. So the second part is to understand that all of that decree, it is written down in the preserved tablet. Then if you talk about it in terms of the third level, the third aspect, then that is the Mashiatullah. فَهِيَ مَشِيئَةُ اللَّهِ النَّافِذَةِ وَقُدْرَتُهُ الشَّامِلَةِ وَهُوَ الْإِيمَانُ بِأَنَّ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ كَانْ وَمَا لَمْ يَشَاءَ لَمْ يَكُنْ وَأَنَّهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ حَرَكَةٍ وَلَا سُكُونٍ إِلَّا بِمَشِيئَةِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ لَا يَكُونُ فِي مُلْكِهِ مَا لَا يُرِيدُ وَأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ مِنَ الْمَوْجُودَاتِ وَالْمَعْدُومَاتِ وَفَمَا مِنْ مَخْلُوقٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ إِلَّا اللَّهُ خَالِقُهُ سُبْحَانَهُ so the third aspect is the will of Allah. That everything in the creation, it is by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing exits from the will of Allah. Everything which occurs, then it occurs by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every movement, every sound, every single affair which takes place, then it is by the will of Allah. Whatever Allah wills, it occurs. And whatever Allah does not will, then it does not occur. That is the will of Allah in the creation. So there is nothing in the kingdom of Allah that Allah does not want. Whatever Allah wants, whatever Allah wills, then that is what will be. And nothing can be found or present which Allah has not willed. So there is no other creator besides Allah and there is no other Lord besides Allah. And this is in fact the fourth part of the belief in the decree, which is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator. He is the one who created all of the affairs. He is the one who has created everything which occurs within the decree. So here the Shaykh says, لا خالق غيره ولا رب سواه ومع ذلك فقد أمر العباد بطاعته وطاعة رسوله أن الله سبحانه وتعالى has commanded the servants to obey him and to obey the messengers ونهاهم عن معصيته and he has forbidden them to disobey him وهو سبحانه يحب المتقين والمحسنين والمقسطين and Allah loves the people who are pious and the ones who are righteous and the ones who are just. And Allah is pleased with the ones who do the righteous actions and they believe. And Allah does not love the disbelievers. And Allah is not pleased with those people who are oppressors, wrongdoers, who are unjust people committing corruption and wrongdoing. وَلَا يَأْمُرْ بِالْفَحْشَاءِ And Allah does not command you to do evil or lewd acts. وَلَا يَرْضَى الْعِبَادِهِ الْكُفَرِ And Allah is not pleased that His servants be upon disbelief. وَلَا يُحِبُّ الْفَسَادِ And Allah does not love corruption. So Allah loves the believers and loves righteousness. And Allah does not love the disbelievers or corruption. 
And the servants, we are the ones who do our actions. Meaning we are the ones who have the choice in our actions. We are the ones who do our actions. Allah is the creator of our actions, but we do our actions. And it is the servant himself who is the one who is obedient or disobedient to praying or not praying. You have the choice in those affairs. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the ability within you. Allah has created the ability within us to be able to worship or to be able to disobey. You have the ability within you. As the scholars they say, you require two things to be able to do your actions. One is that you require intention. You require the intent. The second is that you require the ability. So when the two of them they come together, then a person is able to do what he does. So you intend to stand up. And if you have the physical ability in your body to do that, you can intend it and then you can do it. So you make the intention and then you do it. If you don't make the intention to stand up, then even if you have the physical ability to do it, you're not going to do it. You don't make the intention to stand up. You don't want to stand up. So you stay sitting down. So you need to have both the intention and the ability. If you make the intention to stand up, but you're crippled, for example, or you have some disability and you're unable to stand up, then you can't do it either. So you need the intention and you need the ability. A person who has the intention and has the ability, then you can do the things. Allah has given the people this. Allah has given us the intent, the will to be able to decide, and then the ability to carry out that action. But our will, our decision, it is something which follows on from the will of Allah. So that is as Allah said, لِمَنْ شَاءَ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ يَسْتَقِيمُ وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ that you do not will to do something except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it first, the Lord of all of the creation. Meaning our will is something which follows on from the will of Allah. So you decide to do something, you choose to do that thing. But Allah is already aware of what you will choose. So you choose to worship Allah, you choose to get up and make the wudu and pray. But Allah already knew you were going to do that. You choose to abandon some aspects of obedience if you do that. But Allah already knew you were going to do that. But it is you who makes those choices of whether you obey or whether you disobey. So it is not permissible for a person to use the decree as an excuse and to say that if he does something wrong, well it was the decree. It was decreed I was going to do something wrong that day. That is impermissible because you were the one who made the choice to do that thing. So we have this freedom of choice, but it is that our choice and our will, it follows on from the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْإِيمَانُ بِالْقَدْرِ أَصْلٌ عَظِيمٌ مِنْ أُصُولِ الْإِيمَانِ And the belief in the decree, it is a great foundational principle from the principles of Iman. It is a great principle from the principles of Iman, a great foundational aspect from the foundations of Iman. جَاءَتْ بِهِ آيَاتٌ كَثِيرَةٌ 
منها ما ذكره شيخ الإسلام ومنها ومنها قول الله تعالى and there are many ayat which have been mentioned regarding the decree شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية mentioned some of them and there are others for example وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين and every single thing we have enumerated it in Al-Imam Al-Mubin or Imam Mubin, which is the preserved tablet. That all of that has been recorded precisely in Imam Mubin, the preserved tablet. Similarly, Allah says, وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ That Allah has the keys to the unseen. لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّا Nobody knows that, them except him. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ And he knows what is upon the ground and upon the ocean. وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَعْلَمُهَا And not a single leaf falls except that he knows it. وَلَا حَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا رَطْبٍ وَلَا يَابِسٍ إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ مُبِينٍ And neither a seed upon the darkness of the earth nor something moist or dry except that he is aware of it. Meaning every single affair upon the land and the ocean, the sea, all of that in the darkness, in the day, the moist, the dry, everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of that and it is in the preserved tablet. فَأَهْلُ السُنَّةِ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْقَدْرِ بِتَفَاصِيلِهِ بِنَاءً عَلَى نُصُوصِ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ So Ahlu Sunnah, they believe in the decree, in the details of the decree, based upon what is mentioned in the texts of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. However, there are some groups, some people of deviation. Some groups and some people of deviation who used to refuse accepting the decree as we have just highlighted now. The belief of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah as we have just highlighted now. Some of the groups of deviation, they did not accept that. They did not believe that. One of them was the Qadariyah. The Qadariyah, they were the ones who rejected aspects of the decree. They used to reject aspects of the decree. And in the early times, the early Qadariyah, they even used to reject the knowledge of Allah. كَانُوا يُنْكِرُونَ عِلْمَ اللَّهِ السَّابِقِ وَأَنَّهُ قَدْ عَلِمَ وَكَتَبَ مَا يَعْلَمُهُ الْعِبَادِ وَشَاءَهُ وَيَقُولُونَ إِنَّ الْأَمْرْ أَنْفِ so they used to reject the aspects of the decree that Allah has knowledge of the affairs and He's written it down and He's willed it and created it. Rather, they used to say everything just happens. Things, whatever they happen, they just happen. There's no decree. It just happens whatever happens. So this was from their misguidance that they used to say this. And that's why the Salaf, they declared them as disbelievers. The Qadariyah who used to have this belief in the early times that the knowledge of Allah does not encompass the affair and that everything just happens and that Allah doesn't know what's going to happen until it actually happens. Uh, and there's a narration regarding Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu in Sahih Muslim fi kitab al-Iman in the beginning of the book of Iman from Yahya ibn Ya'mar annahu qala li Abdullah ibn Umar يا أبا عبد الرحمن إنه قد ظهر قبلنا ناس يقرؤون القرآن يقرؤون القرآن ويتفق ويتقفرون العلم 
وذكر من شأنهم وأنهم يزعمون أن أن لا قدر وأن الأمر أنف. So he says, Yahya ibn Ya'mar, that he said to Abdullah ibn Umar, or Abdurrahman, or Abu Abdurrahman, there are some people who have appeared in our regions, there are some people who have appeared in our areas, يقرؤون القرآن, they recite the Quran, they read the Quran, ويتقفرون العلم, and they seek knowledge, they recite the Quran, and they seek knowledge, and he mentioned various aspects of their characteristics, but that they also claim that there is no decree and that everything just happens by itself. So it's mentioned that Ibn Umar said to them, فَإِذَا لَقِيتَ أُولَئِكَ فَأَخْبِرْهُمْ أَنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّنْهُمْ وَأَنَّهُمْ بُرَآءُ مِّنِّي Ibn Umar says, when you meet them, those people... Then tell them that I am innocent of them. I've got nothing to do with them. And they've got nothing to do with me. وَالَّذِي يَحْلِفُ بِهِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ عُمَرِ لَوْ أَنَّا لِأَحَدِيهِمْ مِثْلَ أُحَدٍ ذَهَبًا فَأَنْفَقَهِ مَا قَبِلَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدْرِ And that which I, Ibn Umar, take an oath upon is that if the one of them, if one of these people who denies the decree was to give gold in charity to the likes of Mount Uhud, then it still wouldn't be accepted from him until he believes in the decree. Then, he said to them, حدثني أبي He said, my father narrated to me, Umar ibn al-Khattab رضي الله عنه he said, بينما نحن عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم إذ طلع علينا رجل شديد بياض الثياب شديد سواد شعر لا يرى عليه أثر السفر ولا يعرفه منا أحد حتى جلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسند ركبتيه إلى ركبتيه ووضع كفه على فقديه الحديث. He mentioned to them the hadith of Jibril. He mentioned to them the narration from his father, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, regarding the hadith of Jibreel. And what is mentioned in the hadith of Jibreel, where he says, أَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ Tell me about Iman. So the Prophet says, الْإِيمَانُ وَأَن تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَن تُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ that you believe in the decree, it's good and it's bad. So no doubt the belief in the decree is a pillar of Iman. And it is not permissible, not possible for anybody to reject the decree. So Ibn Umar, he declared them as disbelievers. Ibn Umar, he declared those people as disbelievers if they were rejecting the decree. لأنهم أنكروا علم الله بفعال عباده ومشيئته لها وقدرته عليها because they were rejecting the knowledge of Allah they were saying that Allah doesn't have knowledge of the actions of his servants and what they're going to do and that Allah doesn't will that to happen or decree that to happen and that Allah doesn't have ability over them والله تبارك وتعالى يعلم ما كان وما سيكون وما لم يكن and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the reality is, the aqeedah is, Allah knows all of that. What has happened and what will happen and even that which did not happen. 
And if it did happen, how it would be? يَعْلَمُ بِعِلْمِهِ الشَّامِلُ Allah knows in His comprehensive knowledge of what has happened and what will happen. الْمَكْتُوبُ فِي اللَّوْحِ الْمَحْفُوظِ Which is written down in the preserved tablet and the evidences, we already mentioned them from the Qur'an. الشاهد أنه لا يكون شيء في هذا الوجود إلا في الأزل وفي المستقبل شيء في هذا الوجود في الأزل وفي المستقبل وفي الحاضر وإلى الأبد لا يكون شيء حتى حركات الضر إلا يعلمها الله ويشاؤها تبارك وتعالى So the point is that there is nothing which has happened in the past which will happen in the future nothing up until the end, any movement, any affair, nothing happens except by the knowledge of Allah and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَلَا يَخْفَى عَلَيْهِ خَافِيَةً So nothing can be hidden or concealed from Allah. وَلَا يَخْرُجُ عَنْ مَشِيئَتِهِ شَيْءٍ And nothing exits from the will of Allah. So this indicates a refutation upon the Qadariyya who used to claim that the decree is not as it is mentioned that Allah's knowledge does not encompass those affairs, that Allah does not decree those affairs, that is not something which is mentioned in uh, the correct belief, that is rather the belief of the people of deviation, the Qadariyya, and they were refuted. The correct belief, as we've said, Allah's knowledge encompasses everything. That was the early Qadariyya. The early people of innovation used to deny everything. But the later people of innovation, they did not deny the knowledge of Allah. They accepted. The later people of innovation, they used to accept that Allah, His knowledge indeed does cover, or His knowledge is encompassing. But they rejected the will of Allah, the will of Allah and His uh, uh, creation of the, uh, or His ability upon the uh, actions of the servants. So they still went astray with regards to their opposition to the book and the sunnah. Uh, in the affairs of the decree, in saying that Allah doesn't will things to happen, but Allah wills everything to happen, we know that. And Allah creates everything, we know that. So they opposed in these affairs. So here, that's why we see that the belief of Ahlul Sunnah, it is that Allah's knowledge encompasses everything. That's part one. Part two, that all of that was written down in the preserved tablet. Part three, that Allah wills everything to happen. Whatever Allah wills, then it happens. Whatever Allah does not will, then it does not happen. And fourthly, Allah creates all of that. There is no other creator besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the four aspects of the decree. So a person needs to memorize those four levels of the decree. Insha'Allah ta'ala will test you. Insha'Allah if we remember to test you on those four parts of the decree at the beginning of next lesson, which will be in two weeks' time. Next week is the conference in Birmingham. So everybody should try to make the effort 
to attend the Salafi conference in Birmingham at Wright Street at the Salafi Masjid. And that will be Friday, Saturday and Sunday. This is the annual conference, the national conference. There will be speakers from here, some of the brothers from Saudi Arabia studying with the scholars still currently. There'll be some of the brothers from America coming. There'll be telelinks with the scholars. So this will be a big conference for three days. So everybody should make an effort with your friends and your families to go and attend this conference. They will be explaining the causes of weakness in the Muslim Ummah and how to rectify that. How to bring about strength in the Muslims. This will be the theme of this conference. So everybody should make the effort to go next weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, or however many days you are able to go, even if it's just for the one day. Make the effort to go and to listen and to benefit. This is the pure knowledge, lectures delivered upon Salafiyyah. Salafi scholars will be participating. This is not the way of those other individuals. This is not the way of GLM and those people who claim Salafiyyah, yet they bring all types of speakers who are not even Salafi, bring people who are Mubtadi'ah, bring people who are upon Hizbiyyah, bring people who teach them magic. This is the conference upon Salafiyyah, right street masjid, Salafi masjid. So everybody should make the effort to attend at this masjid and benefit from that conference. So that's what we'll conclude today and inshallah we'll carry on here in two weeks time. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين